Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. Does God really care when we sin a little bit? I mean, is he paying attention? I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast. That's a question I used to ask my mom when I was a kid. She'd catch me in a lie or catch me doing something I shouldn't be doing, which, by the way, was often. I was young and very headstrong and mischievous. And she would always lean in with with what I feel is kind of like the Christian parent thing to do, which, by the way, I'm a Christian parent, so I get it. And, you know, you, you're you making the argument to your kid of, you know, all the why they shouldn't do X, Y, Z. And and then you feel like, all right, like I got to bring out the big guns. Like I got to bring out my ace card. And then you're just like, you know, God's watching and he wouldn't like that. Now, you can't use that for every situation, right? But we as parents know that sometimes you got to pull out the card. And if you, you're listening to this and you're like, well, yeah, my parents have totally done that to me. Listen, they didn't do that lightly, okay? That's not your first go-to response. But sometimes you got to drop it because guess what? It's the truth. Now, I remember when I was a kid, I'd hear that and be like, what, is God really paying attention? Like, maybe I'll sin a little bit. Like, I'll make something. And which, listen, sin is sin. Sin's not good. You know, sin is what got, got Satan kicked out, uh, kicked out of heaven. You know, his, his pride, the, the rebellion he led, got him kicked out. You know, sin is what brought, you know, the, the willingness for, for Eve to say, you know what, it's just a tree. It's not that big of a deal. Let me have a bite of this. Hey, Adam, come over here. Have a bite. You're going to love this. Like, sin is a serious thing. Cain killing Abel, this is a serious thing. So, so sin is a serious thing. David, you know, killing, you know, sleeping with Bathsheba and then killing her husband. Like, sin is a serious thing. So I'm not making light of serious things. But when you're a kid, you kind of feel like, well, you know, some of this, like, it was just a little lie, or like, I just got popped it at a candy bar. You know, it, these aren't that, these are, things aren't that big of a deal. So then I'd look at my mom and be like, Listen, mom, there's big things happening in this world. Does, is God really paying attention to like, these little things I'm doing? And, and if he is paying attention, does he really care that much? Well, let me help you out. Yes, God is paying attention. If we followed a God who missed stuff, who was too busy, if he's too busy to notice when we're sinning, then you, well, I guess maybe he's too busy to hear us when we're praying. Maybe he's too busy to sh- to show up, you know, and and really kind of be there with us. Like, when we say at church, you know, God be in this place, we sing a song, God be in this place, you know, whatever the song is. Um, well, maybe he's too busy for that because if we follow a God that's too busy and misses stuff, then maybe he misses the good stuff, not just when I'm sinning. Maybe he actually catches all of my sinning and he misses it when I'm like helping old ladies across the street. So, so let's eliminate that option because we don't follow a God who misses stuff. And, and well, yeah, he's dealing with like big things, right? He's dealing with like serious, like big world problems, like big ticket world problems. I'm sure, you know, my candy bar situation or, you know, this, the, you know, money I'm taking from work or, you know, kind of how I've, you know, uh, you know put the accounts together and no one's going to notice how it's kind of all like hidden away. Um, you, you, no one's going to know about, like I'm texting this person that I'm not married to, like no one's going to know, like it, it, the messages delete, like, it, come on, it, 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 but God, he's dealing with really big stuff. So I'm sure this isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it actually is a really big deal. You know, sin is sin. So you may think the sin that you're doing is small, but it's not small. It's big. It actually gives birth to bigger and bigger things. Now, the way God loves us is to give to give and speak harshly to sin, 
to give consequence, give the future picture of consequence to a lifestyle of sin, and to speak harshly and directly and lovingly, but directly about sin. You know, John, you know, in the book of John, a couple different times, Jesus would talk about, if you love me, you'll follow my commands. Like You, you and me, we are the ones who say, God, I love you. I want to follow you. I want to be more like you. Show me in your scripture. Show me the things. Well, sin uh, was conspicuously left out of Jesus's life. Well, was it left out because the guy didn't sin? That's why I was left out, because he didn't do it. So when we say, man, I want to be like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus lives. Then we're pursuing a sinless life. Now, are we going to accomplish that? We are not going to accomplish that because we are sinners. That's why we needed a savior. So if you think, well, you know, if I can't be exactly like Jesus, then uh, then there's no point. No, no, no. We're never going to be exactly like Jesus. We're born of a sinful template. He's born from the Virgin Mary and his father is God. It's very different. So it's so it's known that you will sin and make mistakes. But but I think the mindset of how we treat sin is extremely important. And let me give you an example. I'm going to use my son, whom I love, okay? Great kid. I think a a million of him. I think he's just one of the most wonderful guys on earth. He will make mistakes. I will catch him in a lie. Now, he knows how it feels when he gets caught in a lie. Like he, he, that feeling of disobedience, that feeling of I did something wrong, the guilt that comes with it, maybe a little bit of the shame. He knows that he's done something wrong. Now, once he's experienced that feeling and he, you know, and he's sitting there with the father, his father, me, I'm his dad. So sitting there with his father and I reprimand him, I also console him because he feels bad that he has been caught in this thing. Now, if he didn't get caught, he would have kept going. He would have thought what we think about God. He'd think, man, dad must be too busy. Dad just must not notice these things. Now, here's the thing. I am a human being. I do miss things. I don't notice everything. God is very good to us, though, that he made young kids very bad liars. So that if we have a, and gave parents a a suspicion, a sixth sense, if you will, but he also gave parents the history of their own childhood. So I can look back as a kid and be like, no, no, I, I kind of remember how I used to like run the game when I was a kid, actually. So the things you're doing, like I kind of wrote like a blog about that, like when I was your age, like I have a podcast, like when I dedicated to all of my mischief kind of deal. And so the things you're doing aren't shocking me. And, and, and that's a gift to us as, as adults that we can look back and, and see this. That's as a side note, adults of which I'm one, that's why it's important that we surround ourselves with people older than us. That's why it's important that we are mentored. We find someone, you know, years and years older than us because then they're able to love us and and speak from a place of experience. All right, but let me digress. Let me go back to to my son. So I'll catch him in a lie because I have a sixth sense that something's going on. If he was to get away with it, he'd think, oh man, I'm I'm getting away with this. This is a big deal. So when I I catch him and when I confront him and I sit down with him and I, I know what's going on, at least I know enough of the pieces of what's going on and say, son, tell me. And he confesses, he feels guilty and he apologizes. He he feels terrible about it. And I'm able to love him. I'm able to encourage him. Still, there's punishment maybe. Maybe there's a consequence involved in that. 
And, and that's an okay thing. And through that interaction, he's walking away learning something, not just about the importance of obedience, the importance of following, the, the weight of sin, the weight of making mistakes, but he's walking away with now a, a deeper reservoir of knowledge of, of who God is. Because, uh, you know, I think, I think that fathers, like we're a little bit of a, we're meant to be somewhat of a reflection, you know, that, that as, as our kids know us, that, you know, it, it helps them as they start to build this relationship with the heavenly father. And this is, this is a very good thing because what he also does is grow up knowing that when he makes mistakes, when he sins, God, the father, he is watching and God, the father wants to hear about what is going on in his life and when he makes mistakes. God, the Father, is there with forgiveness, with with consequence sometimes. Our actions, we know this as adults, our actions have consequences. Maybe those consequences lead to, to real damage to our marriage. Maybe those consequences lead to losing a job, real damage in job. Maybe it leads to jail time. Like Decisions have consequences. There's weight to sin. And there's a group out there who will say, what are you talking about? Are you talking about imaginary, like, sky fairy God? You know, some person up there who's telling you what to do and you're going to edit your behavior around the sky fairy? He's not even here. He's not going to help you move a couch. Like, what are you doing? What are you worrying about? And that person, the person who's not qualified to give an opinion because either they don't know God they, they say they know God, but they're living in the opposite way because they don't really take faith that seriously. You know, they're from a completely different faith, a completely different structure, a structure that isn't built around how God came to us on earth to be a sacrifice for us here. Maybe they, have a, they believe something that's built around, which is uh, many faith systems that are built around, well, no, you need to do better and you need to get to God and how you improve. You know, um, that, that person's the unqualified person. To come to you and say, well, wait, wait, you, believe, you believe in this? They've never experienced the goodness of forgiveness. They've never experienced the, the loving justice administering that comes from confessing to God. This is what I've done. I've, this sin, whether it be big, whether it be small, they've never gone through the difficulty of consequences through the lens of a moral, loving God. Never done that. But yet we tend to like listen to those people all the time. Am I right? Because it actually feels comfortable to listen to that person. Like if my kid went to his friends and said, yeah, man, I got in trouble for, you know, stealing a bunch of Oreos and, and handing them to my brothers and sisters and like, you know, eating a bunch myself and I wasn't supposed to do that. I got punished for that. They'd look at me like, what? Yeah, that's not a big deal. You're eating Oreos. Were you hungry? Well, yeah, I was hungry. Well, if you're hungry, you should eat. Sounds like your dad doesn't know what he's talking about. He's First of all, I wouldn't want my kid hanging around with kids like that. Second of all, that's a pretty re- that's a pretty receptive argument. Yeah, you're right. I was hungry. Yeah, if I'm hungry, I should eat. Yeah, it actually it is all about me. I'm selfish. And, and then we go down the road of, you know, we don't need why do we need someone telling us what to do? We know what we need. And then becomes a life driven around the self instead of a selfless life. Here's what I want you to hear, Mariner's Church. There is weight to sin that we commit. Maybe you are secretively living in it right now and you don't know what to do. Maybe you read today or you're going to go back and read today and you're just like, man, 
how do I get out of this situation I'm in? Here's what, here's the gift for today. It's a gift of time. If you are that person who after listening to this, you say, you know what? That's what I've been doing. I've been listening to the unqualified person. There's weight to sin and I've been living in it and I don't know what to do. Here's what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to shoot me an email. Onlinepastor at marinerschurch.org. Onlinepastor at marinerschurch.org. And I will make time for you. I'll, I will listen to you. I will help you. I will love you. I will care for you. Doesn't mean everything's going to end perfectly. But if you don't have someone that you can go to today and, and get put on a better path, then let me be the first person to help you, to extend a hand and say, listen, I can help. let's figure this out together. Because here's the thing I know about God. He is a loving, forgiving, caring. He sacrificed his son for us. He wants to know you. He wants you to be more like his son, Jesus. And that is a very hard task to do by yourself. So let's not do it alone. We can do it together. If you need help, please let me know. I'd love to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gospel Everyday Podcast. Have a good one. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.